This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. Out of midnight, I'm superstar Frank Morano. This weekend is going to be a very big football weekend. Uh, we have the AFC and the NFC championship games. Uh, I have decided that I will be supporting and picking in my football pool. I'm, I'm out of money, so I'm not going to be able to bet. But I will be supporting the Baltimore Ravens and the Detroit Lions because... Those are, one, they're, they're both exciting teams to watch and kind of a Cinderella story, especially on the part of the Lions. But those are both cities that air our radio show. And the other, the other cities, even though I, uh, I was a 49ers fan as a child, the other cities do not air our show. So I think it would be a nice little benefit for the cities that support our show to get a little, a, a little Super Bowl glory. So that's where we are. I still haven't decided if I'm going to uh, go to the Super Bowl this year. I'm leaning towards not. But anyway, in terms of the the Baltimore Ravens game this past weekend, they beat the Houston Texans. Texans had a very good season, a very interesting season, and they won their first playoff game. I think it was against uh, the Cleveland Browns. And after the game... The rookie quarterback for the Texans, C.J. Stroud, does something a lot of people do. Movie stars do it. Athletes do it. Country music stars do it all the time. He thanks someone in a live post-game interview after Houston won 45-14 to over the Browns. Let me play it for you. This is what he said, and this is what aired live on television on NBC. First and foremost, I just want to give all glory and praise my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's been amazing. So he says, first of all, I just want to give all glory and praise to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's been amazing being in this city for as short as I've been, but the love that I've got... I've really just been doing it for Houston, man. The people back home. I'm blessed enough to be in the position that I'm in and blessed enough to be playing at a high level right now. We got to just keep it going, but I'm super blessed. Yeah, that's a nice thing. And I think it's a fairly non-controversial thing. It's the kind of thing I've heard from a lot of athletes that are trying to show they're grounded and humble. Well, NBC was not having it because when the network's Sunday night football on NBC account on Twitter posted that clip shortly after, that part was edited out. Instead, this is what you heard. In your first NFL season and a record-setting performance for you, what does this moment mean? I mean, it's been amazing being in this city for as short as I've been. So they cut out the first part of what he said. 
They cut out, first of all, I just want to give all glory and praise to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They just skip that whole thing, and I don't know how much time they're saving by just just editing this out. This is the board that they cut out. This is... First foremost, I just want to give all glory and praise to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's been amazing. Six seconds. Six seconds they cut out, lest anyone think this was done for time. So I don't know whether this was an intentional cut because they were terrified. Oh, my goodness. He mentioned Jesus. Let's get that right out of there. We can't let people in the Twitter sphere think that the quarterback believes in Jesus and is thanking him. Or whether this was some sort of an attempt at shortening the video. I don't buy the shortening the video for social media because it's six seconds. That six seconds is not going to make or break you. But I'll tell you what. I noticed this discrepancy because I was watching the game and then I uh, that came up on my Twitter feed and the discrepancy didn't go unnoticed by other fans. I mean, honestly, I uh, I didn't think that much about it, but all sorts of people started comparing the original clip to the edited clip. And it seems like, you know, uh, the Twitter user ML football wrote, it seems like being religious and praying to a god is no longer allowed. Uh, NFL Central on Twitter wrote, report NBC Sports is going viral for editing QB C.J. Stroud's interview, which purposely cuts out him thanking Jesus Christ. So um, (laughs) Joe Concha, who I know, who's a media analyst on the, the Fox News channel, He said, first they cut Al Michaels from the playoff roster. Now they cut a rookie quarterback thanking Jesus. Take a bow, NBC. You're having a great week. And then um, another person wrote, what was the first words out of his mouth from the interview? Must have been a glitch. So this young man in that game threw for 274 yards and three touchdowns in the win. And this rookie who has, if you go to his social media accounts, you know what it says? It says follower of Christ in all of his social media bios. He's not shy about discussing his faith. So nobody should be shocked when he mentions Jesus at a high point in his career or a high point in their season. In fact, he he talks about it all the time. He did an interview with Fox News Digital last year. He said, it's what kept meaning his faith. It's what kept me grounded even through my season. Football has a lot of ups and downs. It has a lot of twists and turns. But at the end of the day, it's all about your foundation. And sometimes, and something that set my foundation is my faith. It's something I'm not perfect in, but I try to work every day to be better. And I definitely think that's what saved me. It helps encouraging anybody to help them in their lives, whatever they're going through, then I'm all for it. So... It uh, Clearly, it did not help him against the Ravens on Saturday, but I thought that was absurd. I do think they cut it out because he mentioned Jesus, and I don't really understand why. It's not the first time an athlete's been on television thanking Jesus, and it's really integral to what he's saying. It's the central part of what he's saying. They left in the basically ancillary aspect of it, but they cut out the first thing he said. I'm curious 
your view on this. Am I being too harsh? Am I looking to find controversies where there are none for the sake of interesting radio conversation? Or is this something to be perturbed at? Because I think it is. Let me know what you think. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. But I'd especially love to hear from you if you're Jewish, if you're an atheist, if you don't believe in Jesus. Because would seeing that clip on Twitter of C.J. Stroud thanking Jesus pretty innocuously. First of all, I just want to give all glory and praise my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's been amazing. And he didn't say anything crazy like, uh, you know, we only want people that accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior rooting for the Houston Texans. Anybody that doesn't accept Jesus, we don't want you as a fan. Okay, he didn't say anything crazy like that. He didn't say that in order to be a fan of mine, you got to be a fan of Jesus. There was nothing exclusionary about that at all. And yet somebody at NBC, and so far, as far as I've seen, they've offered no explanation for this. As somebody at NBC made the decision to cut this. And I think that's terrible. I do think it was intentional. And I think it's awful. And I think unless people speak out about this, then... They're going to continue to censor, and honestly, I think that's the only way you could describe this, the next person that says something that deviates from secular orthodoxy. And by the way, if he was Muslim and was uh, thanking the Prophet Muhammad and Allah, I don't think they should cut that either. If he was, um, you know, any other religion, if he was uh, uh, Mormon, and said he wanted to give, um, you know, appreciation to uh, Joseph Smith and Brigham Young. Why not? Why not? They chose to interview him. He didn't demand to be interviewed. They ran up to him after the game, stuck a microphone in his face, and asked him what he thought. And that's what he thought. And yet, that's what's omitted. I mean, it makes no sense to me. I'd love to hear from you. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. Tony, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, you know, I know you watched that game. We talked about it. I think it's sad. Um, I remember back in the 90s, um, Anthony Mason that played for the New York Knicks, every time they would interview him, he would start by thanking his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I had no problems with it. You know, everybody does that. You even watch award shows. They've, they're thanking Jesus or whatever um, whatever right. supreme being they worship, you know. But if they don't, who cares? Yeah. You know, I, I, my beef is the censorship aspect of this. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand what that. he said. Um, but that's what he said. And by omitting that, they're basically taking out the very heart of what he said and putting out a total misimpression to the folks on social media. Yes, I don't know. 800-848-9222 if you want to comment. 800-848-9222. And if you want, if you disagree, we will put you absolutely to the front of the line because I'd love to hear an alternative perspective on this. Or, or maybe you just think that I'm seeing something that's not there. Maybe, you know, they just edited it for time constraints and I'm turning this into this 21st century. There's only six war. seconds, man. And that's what I don't understand. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. I think they ought to apologize, honestly, NBC. 800 848 Lou is on Long Island. Hi, Lou. 
Yes, can you imagine any athlete would say, I, I thank Allah, and they censored it. Care organization would be all over it. There'd be protests in the street. Yeah, well, That's my opinion. I, I understand, and, and understandably so, right? Why should they censor someone who's thanking Allah? That's who he's thanking. You know, 800-848-9222. Lisa is in Connecticut. Lisa, give me your thoughts. Hi, I've been hearing a lot about this lately. Like, uh, there's a bunch of different people, like, being, like, clipped with, you know, praising Jesus. And, like, that. that what's going on? <laughs> I don't understand. I really don't. Because aren't we supposed to be about this democratic, um, you know, right to speak our free mind and say anything that we want, but now we're getting censored and they... They clip off things like that. That's like the second time I've heard this week something like this. Well, look, I mean, look, NBC Sports is a private media organization. They're welcome to broadcast or not broadcast or tweet or not tweet anything they want. But by doing this, I think it's completely dishonest. They took out really the fundamental aspect of his postseason interview, of his postgame interview. And what was wrong with with that? I mean – when you you watch the Grammy Awards, every, you know there's plenty of people that go. They receive an award. They say, "Thank you, Jesus," or "Thank you, God," you know, for this. And then they, you know, thank everybody else that they they worked with. You know what I mean? Like, what's what's the problem? Right. I, I mean, is, I, I don't think there's anything know? any problem at all, Lisa. Thank you. Eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Jr. is in Brooklyn. What do you think, Jr. Hey, uh, they definitely cut that out on purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of different reasons. Number one, like you'll see the generic uh, during award shows, thank you, Jesus. But he went very specific with the, my my Lord and Savior, my personal Lord and Savior. That's probably why they cut it out, because it wasn't generic. Uh, we can see if they do it again next week, if he wins, because I'm sure he's going to do it again. Well, I mean, they're, also, they're, they're out now. Oh, I'm sorry, the Texans, yeah. I'm sorry. But uh, also, you know what's strange, too, is that in the, the the close connection between the church and football, especially down south, you know, like the two go hand in hand. You know, they're always uh, a large Christian organ, you know, groups down there and the large football groups down there, too, that kind of go together. So I'm a little surprised that they pulled it. I'm not surprised, but... You know, it, it's strange to say. Well, I am I am surprised because it makes no sense. Who are they? Who are they catering to by cutting it? Who do they think is going to see this clip and say, "Oh my goodness!" Not only am I not watching the clip, but I'm going to unfollow Sunday Night Football's Twitter account. Who who is I benefiting think, from this? I think less people complain about having it edited then there would be people who complain about leaving it in. I don't think anybody would have complained about leaving it in. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you, you, can... com- Go ahead, you have the, you have, you have the, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No. You have no. a little bit more uh, leeway to say what you like, but NBC is this giant. I don't want to bother anyone. I don't want to muddy the water at all. And I'm not taking the chance. Right. All right. Well, thank you, uh, JR. Uh, Eric in Manhattan. I understand you're Jewish. Yes, Frank. I love your show, even when I disagree with you. But in this case, I'm 100% with you. I think it's ridiculous that they cut that out. Makes no sense. 
so would you have been offended if they left that in there? Absolutely not. Now, uh, so look, that's the first thing he said. Right. Uh, they interviewed him, as you've said. Let's hear it. What um, what do you think the reason that NBC did this is? I don't know. Uh, trying to avoid controversy, so to speak, maybe. But I don't I don't see what the controversy is. Bad decision. Yeah, I'm with you, Eric. Thank you. I, I mean, after hearing from Eric and Jr. and Tony and everybody else, I'm even more of the opinion that NBC ought to um, apologize or explain this. I think they should put out a statement and say, look, this was edited by a relatively new social media intern that was unfamiliar with our policies and procedures. And he or she thought that uh, including a mention of Jesus would have been more controversy than NBC Sports wanted to get involved with. We regret the error and are not going to misinterpret intentionally the things that the athletes that we interview say in the future. I, that's, I think they owe the public that much, honestly. 800-848-9222. Joe and Ron Kunkama. Hi, Joe. Hey, Frank, first time calling this year. Happy New Year to you. Uh, thank you. Happy New Year to you, Joe. I hope you're doing well, and uh, give our best to Frankie and Glendale. I know he's been uh, going through some tough times. Oh, I'll keep you posted. Yes, I've been praying my whole family, and he thanks everybody from uh, WABC, you, and everybody. Uh, he's, uh, he's you know, like I said, any news I hear, Frank, I'll reach out to you. Uh, what you're talking about currently right now is the state, state of affairs all around. I mean, in schools, you can't mention the uh, you can't mention God, Jesus. Uh, now they're censoring well, but Joe, people. But Joe, on, uh, and Joe, I'm going to let you make whatever comment you want. But I, I will just sure. say though, I think that's a little different, right? Because at least in school, school is ostensibly a public school that everybody's paying taxes to support. So I, I don't agree with this. But you could say that by having the teacher, um, you know, mention Jesus like crazy and do a non-denominational uh, public prayer, you know, prayer in school, that maybe that's a violation of the separation of church and state. But that doesn't apply to the NFL or to Twitter or to NBC. There's no separation of church and state there. I, I agree with you 100 percent. What I'm getting at is, Frank, what the world has come to. I mean, when we grew up, everybody is so free. They, they, they just, you say one thing and they scrutinize it. Uh, you know, I think it's great that that player did say that. That's who he believes in. That's why he believes he's where he is. And he should be able to say that. Like if somebody, like you said, uh, supports Allah or praise, you know, Muhammad, let them, they can speak. But now everything is so scrutinized and it's sad, Frank. And like I said, I agree with you 100%. They should put out some sort of disclaimer apologizing and saying it was a mistake. Because you're going you're to lose a lot of viewers again, like they did with the Kaepernick thing when everybody was kneeling. Great show, like always, Frank. And again, Happy New Year. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate that. You know, it's not unusual. I've seen – I can't remember a Jewish football player that I've seen do this, but I've seen other Jewish people being awarded or speaking publicly, and they will thank Hashem you know, uh, which is the Hebrew word that means uh, the name, a way that they see, frequently refer to God. And I think it would be just as outrageous if they cut out him saying Hashem. But, you know, I think the first caller brought up the point that maybe they wouldn't do that if he was thanking Allah or thanking Hashem because there would be an outcry. 
And at least so far, I don't see a tremendous outcry from any organized group. I'm not saying there should be because I think there's a little too much of that. I think you have these groups that live to be outraged so that they can send out fundraising appeals. Uh, So I'm not necessarily advocating that. But I don't get the sense that there's widespread outrage as if it was an omission of Allah or Hashem. And I really think that that's a shame that NBC thinks – that this is okay, that they think, oh, the, the one religious entity that it's okay to completely omit is Jesus, and nobody's going to have a problem with that. Less people are going to have a problem with that, as uh, JR said, I'm paraphrasing, less people are going to have a problem with that than if we left Jesus in there. I mean, it's just so silly on their part. 800-848-9222. Roger is in Massachusetts. Hi, Roger. Yeah, Hi. Good morning. Um, yeah, I kind of think it was um, uh, deliberate also. I, uh, the evangelical Christian religion is rather unpopular in a way. Um, and also, I remember hearing about how some people didn't like the Peanuts Christmas, uh, uh, I guess, cartoon, the, the program that it's usually because because of, because of the quote-unquote religion in it. And... Um, and I remember Tim Tebow also uh, was a lightning rod uh, when he was uh, quarterbacking that one year uh, for, uh, for his evangelical right, behavior. For, yeah, for the Broncos. And, um, yeah, so uh, I, that's why I could, because I think it's it's really kind of unpopular. And, um, and I've seen it in my own, you know, uh, existence uh, observing it. And that's basically thing. Hey, Roger, thank you. Thank you. Um, Let me squeeze in one more call here, and then we'll get to the the mail. And those of you that are holding, if you want to continue to hold, we'll get to you. Melvin is in the Boogie Down Bronx. Hi, Melvin. Yes, this is only a game. This is about a value system. The sport business do not want religions to interfere with their flow of money. This is all about not praise the quarterback for expressing his point of view and demonstrate the fortitude he had within him. Because I remember when I got drafted 55 years ago, I died the Almighty Creator. So for, for bringing me through with the situation I faced, and he thanked the Almighty Creator that has the faith that he believed in doing. It's only about money. It's about a financial interest. That's all it is. It's about a value system, the four two you value. And you got this on your own radio station where you got hosts criticizing others for making well, money. Well, I don't want to get I don't want to get into what other hosts are doing, Melvin, but um so it sounds like you agree that NBC was wrong to omit that portion of the interview. It's business. It's about money. You do not want religion to conflict with a game, a sport. I remember Art Rush Jr. that was on the airwaves and so forth, and how the way he expressed it, he carried so very beautiful, very good gentleman. Even when he had guest hosts on the air, I remember the statement that Bob Costas made when he was a guest host, when he made negative statements about Deion Saunders, and then he got corrected by the guest here on the air. Yeah, you got, yes, yes, All right, Melvin, yes. Melvin you thank you. Something. Thank you, appreciate that. All right, coming up in a moment, we will go through the mail and bring you the listener of the week. This is The Other Side of Midnight, straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano.
After the Hour, that's uh, Shaka Khan. This again, another great song from the Air soundtrack. If you if you like 80s music, that Air soundtrack is worth watching just for the music. Honestly, I mean that uh, totally sincerely. You're listening to a man who seems totally indestructible, at least when it comes to COVID, knock on wood. Everybody around me coming down with COVID, and I still... After, again, I'm tempting faith here. Uh, let me not anger my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that um, you can edit that out of the podcast if you find it's too offensive to podcast gnomes. I still have never gotten COVID, at least not a symptomatic case of COVID. And now I was vaccinated and I did get the first booster. I might have got the first two boosters, but I stopped getting the booster. Uh, So I think the last booster I got was about a year ago. I was hearing more and more negative things about the booster and uh, basically how if you're relatively healthy and you don't have a compromised immune system, getting COVID these days is no big deal. So I figured, what am I getting this shot for when I'm seeing all this coverage of uh, people that are having vaccine side effects? Now, again, I got either I think three or four shots and I had no side effects whatsoever. But I uh, still never got it, never got COVID. And currently two of my coworkers have it or or recently had it. And these are people that I see every day. I'm thankful that there's this glass between me and them. Although, Tony, you're right in there. You're right in there with Elias. You're right in there with Matt. You're you're in the danger zone. I know when my immune system is strong. So uh, did you ever have COVID? Yes, um, when it first came out. I was out for a month and a half from work. You're kidding. Yeah. So you had it bad. Yeah, um, my wow. temperature, and um, I had to get on the breathing system and all of that. Wow. Hey, Noam, did you ever have COVID? Give me a thumbs up if uh, Noam Layden ever had uh, COVID. Noam, did you, have, did you ever have COVID? Yes? No? Yeah, so you had it. Three times! My goodness. Boy, so uh, the more I think about it, I am pretty special. I don't know, never having COVID. How many people you know that have never had it? It's pretty good. All right. Um, let's hope it continues. And, of course, now that I said that, I will test positive tomorrow for COVID. So this could very well be uh, my last non-COVID broadcast. Now, I will say uh, this week's Listener of the Week was very competitive. I started yesterday as I was going through All 10 criteria. And for those of you that are new listeners, not used to hearing us at this time, I'm looking at UKMOX in St. Louis. There are 10 criteria that are considered when it comes to deciding who the listener of the week is. Frequency of listening, on-air calls and contributions, quality of written correspondence, on-topic social media participation, insight, topic suggestions or assisting with guests, evangelism about the program, Supporting me or my endeavors, um, subscribing to the podcast, longevity, and being nice. No one meets all 10. But we have not had anybody that's a listener of the week meet less than eight of those criteria. And I was going through, I started the day yesterday, and I, I actually take this pretty seriously. I started the day yesterday with a list of 15 possible listeners of the week. And I went through the highlights of who had calls this week. I went through the highlights of social media correspondence. I went through who's been emailing me. I went through who subscribes to the podcast, what the frequency of listening is. Obviously, that's the one thing I can't know with certitude because if you're listening on the radio and not online, I can't necessarily tell that you're listening. But 
ultimately, it was very tough, but I winnowed down the list of 15 to some person that probably, he's not a frequent caller. I don't know that he's ever called, so you may not know him, but someone who probably could have been picked as the listener of the week a while ago because he is Johnny on the spot in terms of topic suggestions, in terms of supportive articles that he's sending me. I I can't tell you how many great ideas for um, topics this person's emails inspired me to bring to your attention. And that is why I am proud to name this week's Listener of the Week as Isaac Krinsky. Congratulations, Isaac Krinsky. Well-deserved. Thank you for your frequency of listening. And as our Listener of the Week, you are entitled uh, to pick some of the bumper music we play tomorrow. So if you email me at frank.morano at redappleaudionetworks.com, With your uh, bumper music selections, we'll try to play as many as we can that you have come up with. Now, uh, none of the mail that we're going to read today is from Isaac, but we have a lot of good mail from other folks. This is a a gift from a listener named Jonathan. You know, I had been complaining. I think it's dry skin from hot showers. I had been complaining about my torso and side being itchy. And so I have been making more of an effort to not take the super hot shower, which I like to do, and to you put on moisturizer when I get out of the shower. And it does seem to have diminished a little bit. And when it doesn't, I put on a little Benadryl or a little moisturizer or something. And... Jonathan sent to the radio station two four-ounce tubes of Gold Bond Maximum Strength Psoriasis Relief Cream. Now, I use this. I use this on my face and other parts of my body as well, and I am going to use this. This is good stuff. This is uh, seven moisturizers and three vitamins. They're not an advertiser, but they should be. Gold Bond um, Medicated Maximum Strength Relief Cream. Thank you, Jonathan. That was very thoughtful. And uh, and very kind. I appreciate that very much. All right. To the email we go. Herb writes. Let's see. Um, let's see. He's got a few here. All right. What's the difference between E. Jean, meaning E. Jean Carroll, and E. Frank? Nothing. Neither makes any sense. I responded. A $10 million judgment and presumably a better phone line. Okay. Um, Daniel writes, this is cool. Frank, congratulations. Now, Daniel is a listener to us on AM 910, the Superstation in Michigan. Listens in Michigan on our affiliate there. It's a great station. But this is what he says. Listen to this. Frank, congrats on KMOX St. Louis. It's hard for the East Coast mind to grasp the range that station has. Here in Ann Arbor, I regularly enjoy Cardinals baseball on summer nights over a regular consumer transistor radio like it's coming from a block away. It's about a 10-hour drive to St. Louis from here. And that's, again, why we're so grateful to be on both stations. But uh, KMOX, that's a gem. 
and it's a blowtorch. And we're honored to be on that station and really thrilled uh, to be supported by the listeners of KMOX. So thank you again, KMOX listeners. We started out just one day a week there. And with your lobbying and your advocacy, you got us on there every day. So thank you. And obviously, thank you to Steve Moore and station management over there at uh, KMOX. Dan from Syosset writes on the subject of Christy Hefner. It's actually Crystal Hefner. Frank, Christy Hefner is smarter than the average bear. She has the New York Times and you talking about it, and I'm sure others. There's no such thing as bad publicity. Think of the scintillating conversations they had. Linda writes on our interview yesterday with uh, Judge Napolitano. Hi, Frank. Excellent show. Your interview with Judge Napolitano was one of your best. It's so refreshing to have a judge slash lawyer answer questions in an in-depth manner without a political spin. I do hope that you have him on again. His knowledge base is extensive. You know, it really is. I'm so impressed with him every time he's on. And his presentation is excellent. Once again, you let him speak and actually answer your questions without interruption. As far as the message you received from the supposed Wikipedia person, certainly sounds like a scam to me. I have an update on that. Maybe I'll share that with you later. Keep up the great work, Frank. Take care. Stay well. Linda. Thank you, Linda. You know, if you didn't hear my interview with Judge Napolitano, I'd suggest you listen to it. Just go to redapplepodcastnetwork.com and search Frank Morano interviews and more. That'll get you all the interviews that we do, including if your station doesn't air a particular interview. All right. Eric writes on the subject of Trump trials. Frank, I've been following this all very closely. You provided a very accurate and concise summary. Thank you for having the judge go into depth as he did. Very nice. Okay. Um, David writes on the Nikki Haley clips that I played that Rand Paul posted yesterday. I'm not surprised that Rand Paul would pull such a stunt in support of Trump, but the tactics that he used against her could easily be employed against Donald Trump or any other candidate, including himself. I recognize some of those audio clips that he used, and they were clearly used completely out of context. How many times has Donald Trump changed positions over his long career, commenting on various topics? Nikki Haley is going to lose because she's not savvy enough or it's just plain reluctant to go after Trump the same way Trump and his acolytes like Rand Paul are going after her. Thank you, David. Kathy writes, um, great conversation last night about drivers on the road. On my bike trails, I definitely have an extra sense of driving patterns of vehicles, which I share the road with. I drive a car, too. When I hear excessively loud music from a car, this is an indicator that the driver is not paying attention and I avoid them. These tend to be young drivers, probably with high testosterone levels. Also, pickup trucks seem more often than not aggressive drivers and they exceed the prevailing speed rate of other drivers often. This too I've noticed while on a bike. Would say that aggressive, distracted, impatient drivers are most hazardous. Quite often, they're young males in their 20s or a bit older in pickup trucks. Patience always wins. Quite often, you get to where you have to be, remaining calm and not checking the car clock. Well said. Best, Kathy. Heart attack. Um, of You know, we had Michelle DeMarco on this program yesterday, and she was saying how she got, I think, three heart attacks, either two or three, at, at a young age. And Bob in Maryland, listening on WCBM, writes, Heart attack. My heart wouldn't dare attack me. Very funny, Bob. Um, this was a... This was... Uh, what, see, this is a long email here. Um, what did I want to 
highlight here. That's ah, too long for me to try and figure out. All right. Um, Barb writes, on the subject of idiot drivers, Frank, last night you explored the increase in motor vehicle accidents and the mindset of today's drivers. Since COVID, I've been reading about numerous local accidents occurring during the day. Drivers are of any age. They're driving luxury cars. They're crashing into trees, fire hydrants, and other cars. I agree with the opinion of last night's callers. I've also noticed that the monitors on cars' dashboards are getting bigger and bigger. Bluetooth, phone calls, text, radio, etc., all on the dashboard monitor. I have a cousin with such. I won't ride with her. She's distracted and thinks she can multitask. No way. I agree with that. I think uh, she's exactly, I think Barb is exactly right, and I've seen that same phenomenon. Um, Bob writes, this is last week's Listen of the Week, just read an article suggesting reducing cemetery areas for humans instead using us or those who choose as farm fertilizer. Sounds like Soylent Green. Is for fertilizer that hard to find? Well, no. But there are, there is a tremendous interest in human composting, and there is a tremendous decline in people choosing to be buried. I've, I've shared this on the air before, so I hope my wife doesn't mind me mentioning this again. My wife has said to me, now, they just legalized human composting in our state, and she said she wants to be composted. She said if, I predecease, if uh, she predeceases me, she wants everything donated that can be donated— and then she wants a tree planted in our backyard um, with her remains used as the compost for that tree. And that's that's her wish, right? And I think there's more and more people that are go- getting to that, uh, to that place. Jonathan writes on the subject of exorbitant bank fees. You know, I forgot I had a bill due yesterday, and I think I got whacked with the over-the-limit fee yesterday because I had an auto withdrawal. I'm afraid to look at my bank account in case I have. But Jonathan writes, Dear Mr. Morano, most interesting and informative, your dynamic expose on excessive bank fees last week. Well, let me just pause. I didn't expose anything. I I just read what the um, Consumer Protection Administration was was doing. I, I didn't expose anything. I just want to be clear. I bank with Wells Fargo. Before, if I overdrew my checking account, they would do an automatic transfer for my savings and then charge me a $35 service charge. Now... If I overdraw, they'll send me a text and email notification. Wouldn't that be nice? Giving me a 24-hour grace period to make a transfer to cover the deficit and thus no service fee. But if I exceed the grace period, then it's pow! I'm so glad the agency that regulates banking practices intervened. Well, they haven't done it yet, but they're threatening to. I'm going to forward this email to my bank and see if I can get them to give me the same courtesy. Janice writes, brain freeze. Freeze your head. If they come up with a cure, you're in. Except you have no body, so anything below the neck, you're out. Why not go for the whole package? You can do it. All your winnings in the football pool, all those stamps you saved two cents on, and that $6 check, you're on your way. Interest rates are high. It adds up. Regards, Janice. Thank you, Janice. Um, let's see here. Boom, 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 boom. Mike writes, wide right, wide right. Hello, Frank. Poor Tyler Bass. Poor, poor Tyler. He missed a 44-yarder. But that, but there may have been outside influences at play. No one seemed to mention the Taylor Swift syndrome that might have taken over. My theory, if you'll allow me, is that Miss Swift summoned all of her Swifties on the left side of the stadium 
to blow and blow hard as the football became airborne, thus making it go wide right. Wide right. A missed field goal. She should be banned from all future NFL playoff games going forward so as not to influence any of the outcomes with her cult of followers. And Travis Kelsey, Kelsey catching two touchdown passes? Hmm. I wonder if her or her people had anything to do with this as well. She's a regular Jim Jones. Just don't drink the Kool-Aid. Thank you for always great radio. Mike, out. Um, Evelyn writes, the comment on the young football player accused of wearing blackface. Frank, it's a mad, 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 mad world. Evelyn, yes. Uh, On the subject of Trump's age, Don writes, President Trump purposely said Nikki Haley rather than Nancy because by having all the media mention this as a mistake, the media themselves outed Nancy for being responsible for January 6th. He trolled the media. Uh, I'm not seeing it that way. Uh, David writes, why so many plane incidents? Planes landing on highways in Washington, D.C., doors blowing off Alaskan Boeing, firing motor causes cargo plane to ground shortly after takeoff. Has the COVID scamdemic been hijacked, pun intended, in order to lax safety standards? Has the maintenance requirements been changed? Are there less inspectors due to retirements? Has the mandated intervals of service been extended since COVID? Have laws been changed to allow integral plane parts like frickin' fuselage doors to be made in Malaysia? Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to answer these questions. There are many answers that have yet to be questioned. Shalom, Frank. All right, on the subject of stamps, I think I alluded to this on Monday. Greetings, Frank. Been a while. Happy New Year. Although it's past your New Year's greeting window, I went to take your advice just now and was ordering 100 stamps from the U.S. Post Office site. However, when checking out, just before I finalized the transaction, I noticed a $2.30 service charge. That would have made the price of each stamp just over $0.68 each more than the price increase starting tomorrow. So I canceled the order and will just buy a book at a time at the post office as I need to. Go Niners. Oh, well, maybe Jeff is a smarter man than me because I went forward and paid the service fee. Steve writes, um, Hey, Frank, I want to let you know I still catch your last hour live. I work out at lunch every day, which gives me the opportunity to catch the first hour as well. So I hear about half the show. It continues to be unique and enjoyable. Don't change a thing. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate that. Let me end with this one. Jeff in North Carolina writes, Frank, if Christians could unite and decide on one name of the church, as the church is the bride and Christ is the bridegroom, what would it be? There are so many churches with so many names. My choice would be the Church of Christ. Your answer? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, um, I mean, what about just Christianity, if, if that, if that was going to be the case, right? I mean, it strikes me as an appropriate, you know, I don't know, um, appropriate use, right, just Christianity. Um, all right. That is all the time for the all the time we have for today. If you want to email me and get your question answered next week, you, or at least get it read, you can do so. Frank Morano at redappleaudionetworks.com. Frank Morano at redappleaudionetworks.com. But that is it for this chapter of Another Letter from our Listener. 
other side at midnight. Big country. So a friend of mine, I don't want to out him. He's a very prominent um, judge in, in a certain jurisdiction. But he listens to the show. But we're friends off air. A great guy. And most of the time. And he sends me a note uh, via text or a WhatsApp message, to be precise, on uh, January 6th, which I have to tell you, I didn't, um, I never thought about before. And he sent me a link to an article. It says, um, actor Christian Oliver remembered my wife after plane crash kills him and couples two young children. And then in the headline, it says, actor Christian Oliver's wife breaks her silence on his passing. And he, my, this judge says to me, I don't know who the actor is, but when did break silence become a thing? Some focus group said it was better for clickbait. Never thought about that in my life. And then it's one of those things where once he told me that, I started seeing it everywhere. Day later, I come across an article from Fox 11 in Los Angeles. Cameron Diaz breaks silence after being named in Jeffrey Epstein documents. Well, I mean, is she breaking her silence or is she giving an interview? To me, uh, breaking silence is something that you do after you're a monk and you've taken a vow not to say anything for years and then you decide that you miss talking. Then another person, well, actually, no, this is that same judge, sends me an article from over the weekend. Porn stars lead Rick Harrison breaks silence after son's shock death at 39. And he says to me, break silence? The man's son passed away only yesterday. How much silence was there? So I go online and do a Google News search. In the last day, no exaggeration, no I'll do better than that. In the last 12 hours, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 
10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 19 different news stories that use the term breaks silence about different stories. This is not all porn stars or Donald Trump. Uh, Alice Evans breaks silence after ex-husband Lone Gruffid announces engagement. Lawyer breaks silence on why he abruptly quit Trump team. Kangana breaks silence on Nishant Pity rumors. Uh, Ryan Gosling rips Margot Robbie, Greta Gerwig, Barbie Oscar snubs. Uh, Ryan Gosling breaks silence. I don't know when this happened. I don't know why it happened, but this is the thing in media. People aren't speaking. They're not giving interviews. They're breaking their silence. If you'd like to break your silence with me, give me a call. 800-848-9222. Until next hour, help control the pet population. Get your dog or cat spayed or neutered.